0: Hey, MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Kerkache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you. We are thrilled to be on this journey
1: together. When selecting our second stop of our tour this year, we couldn't help but be inspired by the incredible women building meaningful lives and brands in the new startup city of Austin, Texas, home to one of our personal favorite brands, Packed Party. Are you currently struggling with not seeing your vision come to
0: fruition? Do you feel like you should be at a certain place in order to put what's in your heart into action? Or do you often reminisce on the savvy bootstrapping days of when you started something new?
1: Well, this episode is for you. The founder and CEO of Packed Party, Jordan Jones, shared with us her honest and vulnerable story of building her successful company. From babysitting to leaving Packed Party flyers on the bus, to acting like an employee of the company, walking up to people and talking to them about her brand, she did whatever she could to make her calling a
0: reality. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at WeWork Austin, so things may sound just a bit different, but don't worry, MW, you'll still receive the meaningful
1: and powerful conversations you're used to right here on the podcast. There was so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our favorites.
2: Of course, I had signed in on Compete, and I was working on this other thing. To them, of course, it was a thing. To me, it was like, My baby. And I understand now, of course, you know, why I was like, oh, but I didn't have any warning. I've never been in trouble in my life. So I was like, I was just fired. What do I do? <laughs> I was just escorted out. <laughs> like, I didn't to get to tell my coworkers. It like buy. the real thing. Oh, I was fired. Like, see, uh, I've gone through this transition of becoming... A CEO now not because I wanted to but going from a founder to a CEO because I had to and I had to for the people that are building with me because it's not fair to them to sit back and say oh I'm just the founder I'm just the idea person and trust me you want to be a lot of days but it's it's not fair you've got to have really hard conversations and if you're not having hard conversations then the business isn't moving forward.
0: OKMW the journey to getting
1: closer to the best you starts right now. We want to welcome Jordan Jones, the CEO and Thank founder you. of Pact Party, a brand that we love. And I know most of you guys, I see little clutches around and love the brand, but for the few of us who don't know about you and Packed Party. Why don't you tell
2: us a little bit about who you are and what Park Party is? Yes, thank you for having me. And thank you all for coming. It's still just kind of crazy. I looked out and I recognized some of your faces from other events and uh, seeing all the products just in the wild is always a little bit <laughs> surreal for me cause I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, we match. <laughs> um, so thank you all for coming. Uh, Packed Party, if you're not familiar with, with the brand, we are a lifestyle gifting company based right here in Austin, Texas. We design and manufacture a little bit everything from drinkware to tech accessories, bags, pouches, you name it, anything that makes life a party. So you should feel confident when you're using our products, and you should also feel really kind gifting them to other people, um, knowing that you're just celebrating the everyday by using something a little bit out of the ordinary.
0: I love this. Jordan, can we go back to the beginning, the very, (laughs) very beginning?
2: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about how Packed Party began. So Pact party I'm actually celebrating my dream anniversary. I don't even know if that's a is that a thing can we make that a thing?
1: It's a thing. The next a thing. week.
2: Uh, it'll be six years officially. So I always like jump ahead. My life, I'd move a million miles a minute. So I'm like, yeah, it's been six years, you know, and it's five years. I'm like, oh, it's six years now. I'm going to say seven years next week. Yeah. So it's officially six years next week. I started the company uh, when I was 23 years old, living in San Francisco. I had moved to the city for a job in Silicon Valley. I didn't know anybody moving from Dallas, Texas. I looked a little bit like Elwood's in my office. You got a visual on this. And, um, I was working in a data analytics company and just busting my butt for kind of somebody else's dream. And, um, I really wasn't passionate even about it. I really love like consumer product goods and brands and being of course broke and alone in the city. One night I called my mom and said, you know, I just, I don't know if I made the right decision. Should I have moved here? And she said, you're having a pity party for yourself. So being a, just true Texas woman. She hung up on me, and <laughs> she's like, "Get over yourself. Gotta go." And love you. Put some lip gloss on. And she. <laughs> Love my mom. So she uh, got off the phone with me that night and I had a dream. I listened to her, thank goodness. And I had a dream about sending myself a physical pity party package and wrote the entire business plan. I woke up from the dream. I wrote down the entire business plan for what is today Packed Party. So a lot of people, when they start businesses, like, what are we going to call it? I was like, I knew it was sent to me in the middle of the night. It was going to be Packed Party. We had five SKUs. Um, The note still sits in our office. We're actually in the midst of building a new office and there's this big timeline wall and it says packed party that's the first thing right there in the note it's dated July 22nd and or actually wow so I celebrated my anniversary. see told you all I'm in fast surprise and <laughs> need, need to get a margarita for that and um anyway so from there yeah the brand just really took off through social and then of course today we have an array of products not only just the glorified care packages if you will To allow you to have a party for one, but of course, drinkware, a little bit everything in between. So, 2013, what a year! What a year! What did that pity party look like? It was really, I'm a private person, like for the most part, being so like outward. So it wasn't like this big emotional, like telling everybody I knew I was like having this moment. I just, I called my mom. I was like, I think I've made a mistake, and I'm of course. I mean, at least I know myself, a little bit prideful. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't have moved here. Don't know anybody. And she's like, yeah, well, you did. So (laughs) figure it out. And I knew I just needed to live with it. So it wasn't this massive emotional, like, diary, writing. Like, I went to bed, and then I woke up with a dream. So it was a pity party for myself when I called her. But I didn't really sit there and wallow with it. So I didn't really have time. I guess I was tired. That's so interesting. And then from there really the business was just up and running, not the way it is of course today, but I was just relentless with the idea from there, so it was full steam ahead.
0: That's so interesting. So, I'm very fascinated by this, right? Because we all know and love packed party and it's, you know, from the consumer perspective it's it's a party, it's huge, right? But we all know the reality of things, like things don't go zero to 60 in a million. Like it just doesn't, unfortunately. But um <laughs> I would love to know kind of like, so you have this big dream, you write it down, everything is there. Okay, what do you do now? How do you actually see it in the physical sense?
2: So my background is in strategic media, so I actually had no prior business experience. I had never started a company before, taken an accounting class, anything like that. I mean, I, I graduated with a journalism degree, right? So, I knew how to make noise about something or somebody, a brand, something, but I didn't actually know how to make a physical product. So, there was a lot of Googling, YouTubing, and everything else. And then I'm in Excel, like, while I'm figuring, really figuring out Excel. And there's pictures of all of this still on my phone. Like, they they stay, I mean, right, when your phone crashes, like, I am horrible with the cloud, but those photos are, they're there. Because they remind me, there's my best sales day on there, like that little, you know, the spike, and then and it it goes back, it's like 2013, 2014, and like sketching out all the numbers on paper, and it was a really slow ramp up, but I just was relentless from the get-go, and I would walk around San Francisco, because I didn't know anybody, and I didn't have any friends asking me to come to cool events like this, uh, or brunch, or anything else. It was like I had all the time in the world to really put towards this idea and see it through. And so I was riding bus lines with flyers. I was leaving them on lines where girls that I knew that would like and resonate with this brand and concept that I had. I would, I mean, it's like crazy stuff. I would ride the bus and leave the flyers and I'd get off the bus and I'd do it again. And then I'd, I wrote a BuzzFeed article about myself. It got 3000 hits like the first day. So it got taken down because I wrote it as though BuzzFeed wrote it. You can't do that. You are really savvy. Oh, well, I was trying to, I was scrappy, mm, like, scrappy, yeah, so it was, it was definitely a grind there in the beginning, and then people would meet me, and I was like, oh, I work at this company, it's so fabulous, like, we, this is what we are doing, well, we was me, not, like, flip the W, it was just me by myself, and, um, but I always treated it like it was a big deal in 2013, and people really resonated with that, they wanted to get behind it, they were like, this is fun, I really like this, well, then I was fired from my job. And it wasn't so fun for a minute. (laughs) So I had made so much noise about the brand that Lorraine Sanders, who's a friend still to this day, she wrote for Women's Wear Daily and the San Francisco Chronicle. And she wrote a massive, what at the time for me, article. My face and the Sunday morning paper. And they came to my office, a.k.a. my... 500 square foot apartment because I was like oh my office is uh, not open today just come to my apartment so we like <laughs> set it all up on this couch and the article got published and then I was let go of very shortly after because of course I had signed a non-compete and I was working on this other thing I, to them of course was the thing to me it was like my baby yeah. and I understand now of course you know why I was like of, but I didn't have any warning I've never been in trouble in my life so I was like I was just fired what do I do? I was just escorted out. Like, I needed to get to tell, tell my girlfriend Oh, It was like by. the real thing. Oh, I was fired. Like, wow. see ya. And then I had to figure out I was going to have to walk dogs, so I... Got turned down from walking dogs. I really, I mean, I, I needed to figure it out quickly. And then that's sort of all of those nos. I started going on these interviews, and people that I was interviewing with, I'd get to like the final round of the interview. It's some amazing companies that are still in business today, some that aren't even, but I'd meet with these VPs and they're like, "I know packed party. Wow. I follow you on Instagram. Why are you here? Oh, wait, you, you are packed party. I want to come work for you. It's fun. Why, why would you come work here? Yeah. That happened three different times. And finally, it was just like, I need to believe in myself. Mm. And I might be broke, but I'm just right. going to find a way to make it work. And so I started running people's Instagrams for food. So I was yeah. running. I've, I ate very well <laughs> in San Francisco because I was styling all of these, these different like restaurants, food, Instagrams. And then I wasn't walking dogs, but I was babysitting and doing everything in between. I mean, I was basically above nothing to make sure that Pact Party was playing at this level that I knew the brand would be someday. And my dad and I would get in these big fights because I was like, this is, you don't understand where a brand. is. like, you're like a box goods company. And of course he believed in me, but right, just, right. I was like, no, we're so much more. Like it's, it's this movement and these women, they're going to be celebrating themselves. He's like, this is cute. And show me your numbers.
0: Part, right. Yeah. Redefining the party girl.
2: Yeah. I have a question
0: couple questions. We all do. It's interesting to me when I hear you because the savvy, right? And the scrappy, how you were mentioning to yourself comes from belief, right? Like talking about it like a big thing because you truly believe it is a big thing, but then you get fired and then you kind of go into interviewing at other companies. Would you say that the belief diminished a little because of fear and was it more so because of financial
2: It was definitely, it was never fear. Like, I, the same day that I was interviewing, I was also taking a call 10 minutes after to be on the Bethany Frankel show. Remember when she had a show at the time? Yeah, so I knew I was, like, onto something big. Kathy Lee and Hoda, they still follow Pack Party today. They were, like, one of our first 100 followers. I was like, I'm going to faint. This is amazing. My mom follows Pack Party, Kathy Lee and Hoda. Like, we're in. And then, and so it just, I knew it was something big, but I knew I also needed to support myself financially because my mom was packing the packages out of a two-car garage. My mom didn't even know how to turn on a computer. Love you, mom. But I mean, it was just like, we're a little small on the, the operation side. And, but I knew how to make noise about the brand and I knew the right partnerships to put in place. I mean, even when we partnered with Reese Witherspoon and did our Draper James collaboration, it was still, my mom's hands were on those packages. So it's like, there's never a right time to start. There's always going to be a reason like to maybe not believe in yourself or take the leap. And for me at that time, it was definitely financial living in San Francisco. it's like, okay, I'm not going to stop doing pack party, but I also need to make sure I can pay my rent yeah, and stay here. Absolutely.
1: And we can totally relate to that. Just building with millennial women as well, but I would love to open up to you guys and see, are you guys in sort of this transition or have overcome this transition? We'd love to hear from you guys. Hi. I have a quick question for you, Jordan. Um, Thank you for sharing. I'm just starting a business myself. It's more service-oriented. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, but I was curious. I can relate to the whole saying that we're a we when it's really just me behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. I'm right there right now, but in the beginning, getting some of these big names on board and the marketing I was just wondering, and you don't have to go into details, but was it a little bit like pay to play? Was it worth putting an investment in in the marketing um, to get return on that investment, or did you use more guerrilla marketing, like just sending out your product and hoping it would catch someone's eye, so less cash and more just offering free products? Would love to hear a little. No,
2: bit that's about a great that. question. I think it's definitely a pay to play space now. I mean, I didn't even have Instagram personally before 2013 pack party was the first Instagram and Instagram was definitely out there. I was just that person with all my friends. I was like, I've got Pinterest. I don't need to be addicted to anything else. Like I'm just coming off Twitter. Right. Remember when everybody would check their Twitter like constantly. So I did not spend any money. I mean, we just started spending on Facebook ads for the first time two months ago as a company so I really bootstrapped it and I went the guerrilla marketing route and that doesn't necessarily for some people they're like how am I going to get all these coffees with all these people and for me it was just like I'm going to host larger events or all you know uh saying yes to the right things was more important than saying yes to everything but not spending I, I really didn't spend any money I mean I spent a little bit of money in the beginning with Betches Love This do you know what Betches Love This is? I was a really good one that I spent money with now, of course. I mean, working with them, they've grown so much. So I'm sure their rates are a lot higher. And of course, that's how they're paying their business. They should be. But I never spent on Facebook ads and all of those things. I wasn't thinking about my background, to be fair. I wasn't in like customer retargeting and, and acquisition. I wasn't thinking about those things. Do I think it's important now seeing the return I'm already getting using those tools? Yes. But I think... Working with an expert instead of doing it yourself, and I love to do things myself, is really important so you don't overspend. Does that answer your question? Yes.
0: Okay. Are you kind of saying more that you leaned into more like kind of influencer marketing, what we know as influencer marketing today, rather than
2: paid social per se? I did. I mean, I was... We had such a great, we do have such a great brand. So I was being surrounded by a lot of these influencers because I was almost being included in these events as an influencer, although I wasn't. I was like, I will take all of y'all's photos. Your hair looks amazing. I'll supply the product. You know, I got the drinks, but... I, so I was meeting these influencers like at these different events and things. And then these organic relationships would happen, And then all of a sudden that person's posting about my product and so on and so forth. So I've always really leaned into getting to know somebody organically first because I personally, I mean, now we're offered to, to, to pay for play. Like, Hey, can we send you this? And you post on you all's Instagram. It's like, I respect that it's product that they're sending in. If we're not going to post it, then we're just not going to post it. There's no need to send. No big deal. You know, we're not influencers. We have other forms of income and things like that that aren't ads and and paid partnerships. So, obviously, we have our products. So, every avenue is a little bit different for for each person. But for us, organic relationships have been really important. And then figuring out when that right time to pay for media was good. Because you can go broke really quick on Facebook running ads.
1: I think that'll be the death of all of us. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're like, but I don't understand it. How have we spent so much money? How did this become $1,000? But you know
0: what it is too? We had an an interesting conversation when actually we were in Atlanta with Manu um, from your social team. And she actually pointed out something really interesting. She said she totally would rather go the influencer marketing route than paid social. Because influencer marketing, especially when it's in your community, you're supporting your community rather than supporting Mark Zuckerberg, let's just say, right? So like, and when she said that, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So it's like us as a community also accepting the new business models out there, which is influencer
2: marketing. And that's just- It's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I know everything all these influencers are doing. And then there's like the mommy bloggers category. And there's all these different, and we use a group here called Social Code. If any of y'all are familiar with Social Code, or you're thinking about working with a business, they've been really helpful for us to manage that. Yes. It's a, that's, a beast. <laughs> that's a beast.
3: Hi, my name's Allison, and I kind of liked the whole idea that you did of kind of like it was almost like a fake it if you make it, and that's kind of an unpopular thing to say. Like, not everyone would want to admit, yeah, like, kind of faking it, saying it's just me or, like, whatever. So, like, I think that's cool that you can, like, do you think that's kind of something that should be more, like, normalized? It's kind of like everyone's like, oh, no, totally. don't, like, lie on Instagram. And there's, like, a whole kind of, like, social media culture thing now, but... Yeah, just kind of that, like, fake it till you make it aspect, I think.
2: No, I think it's really real. I mean, if somebody tells you that they when they start it just happened and that they're not faking it, they are lying. Right. Because it doesn't just happen. You don't just, you know... Wake up, and Kathy Lee and Hoda are following you. There's a million likes in there that are like, you know, hey guys, it's me. Like, there's there's so many late nights, and there's so many of those riding the bus moments and getting turned down. I mean, talk about. There's nothing wrong with being a dog walker. In fact, I'm very envious. What a great job! (laughs) Um, Amazing, spend all day with dogs. But that was like a really humbling moment for me. I'm like, I have a Bernese Mountain dog. How am I being told I can't walk this dog? What? Like, also, I need to pay my bills. Like, I will, I will figure this out for you. Yeah. So you have those low moments to have the high ones. And I wouldn't be truly being fair to my business and my brand if I wasn't sharing that. Yeah, Well, I appreciate for being, like, humble yeah. and actually coming forward and saying that because I feel like that's really good advice. Very everyone, faked but. it yeah.
1: in the beginning.
2: Definitely.
1: Well, I think it's really important because you had said it, right? Nothing ever happens overnight. And I no. think with the entrepreneurship culture that's happening right now where everybody is starting to have a business, which I think is amazing, a lot of people get frustrated. I've, I've spoken to a lot of millennial women online where they're just like, it's not happening. And I'm like, well, how long have you been in business? Three months. And I'm like, okay, give it, give it a year. Like really go all in and see if this is something for you. But I kind of want to touch base on what you were saying about your jobs, right? It, I guess you don't have to have pride it's the ego aside right and talk to me a little bit about and if you're okay with it about your how your faith is important and how believing in your purpose and figuring out this is what I'm meant to do I know I have to walk dogs right now but I know packed party is going
2: to happen can you walk me through kind of your emotional and mental journey no for sure I mean we were talking before I was like I stayed up so late with my life coach last night (laughs) (laughs) um and uh you do have to sort of set your pride aside and at some point, because it is really isolating starting a business or working in a job that you love so much and it sometimes you, know, you don't have the best days, you have to step back and say, okay, I need help. I need to talk to somebody about this. And I got to a place where I have so many amazing friends. I'm fortunate to be surrounded by some of the same women I went to kindergarten with, but they're complaining about, and it's fine. It's a real issue. The dry cleaning getting lost. And I'm like, ah, I've got a crate on a boat with half a million dollars on it. It's <laughs> not here on time. I'm going to like, the lights are going to shut off, like all of those things. And you, you can't compare those two things. So having... A larger purpose for me means, like, knowing that Packed Party was my song to sing. And that really helped me get through so many, I mean, I'm sure several of you have gone through, like, people copying your idea, right? And I used to take that so personally when that first happened. There was a customer. who was like, I see you. Like, I feel personally victimized by you because <laughs> she started a business that was, like, Party Packed just happened to look wow. the exact same. And that was like a month in. And, and there she was on my Shopify, like at the time. And I'm like, I hate you. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you do this to me. And it took so much energy out of me to hate this person that didn't even stay in business, by the way, for three weeks, because she's like, oh wait, this is really hard. Yeah. Um, I'm out, okay. which typically happens to most people. And you just step back. And for me, like having my faith to know that like packed party is mine. It's, it's mine to sing. That gives me so much comfort on so many days when, like, we just signed a really, really exciting deal um, that'll roll out here in a couple weeks. And I was like, what if we don't get it? And what if, you know, some of these other guys, they're, they have more people on their team and they, you just start going down that really dark path. And then you're like, okay, hold on. I came this far. I didn't come this far to fail. Right, right, So I have to tell myself.
0: That. Totally. So it, would you say it's more so like the self-talk or have you found outside of your, your core friends, you've found a system of like support where you kind of,
2: so I do actually have a life coach, um, which is like, what a cool job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's in Austin. Everybody should know her. I was just with her last night. Her name is Alana. She owns a company here called Work and Work W E R Q is in a portfolio of companies that one of my investors had also invested in. So I went into his office one day, and I'm always positive. I try to be really positive even if you know things are difficult. Of course, too, this is like basically my boss. I'm like, things are great. Um, so I was really upset after a difficult conversation and I started like, kind of almost crying. He was like, Whoa, (laughs) whoa. Like there's a lot happening here. And he was like, I really think you need to talk to somebody. And I was like, I don't think I need to go like talk to somebody. He's like, no, I really think you need like, to sit down with just a business coach. And I was like, because I don't even know if a therapist would understand what I'm going through because it just, I've got all these things that I'm thinking about. My mind just never shuts off and starting, deciding that I needed to start seeing somebody. And then also I'm like, I can barely find a minute to brush my hair. How am I going to meet with this girl? Well, sure enough, she would go and walk with me around Town Lake at 5.45 in the morning. Or meet with me last night until 11 o'clock because I'm like, hey, I need to talk. And then the next thing I know, she's personality testing my COO and interviewing people for me and helping me make these really large decisions that I had to, for myself, say, I started this business when I was 23. There's There's some things that I'm really good at. There's some things that I just don't know what I'm doing and I need to hand over. And so... Her specifically, it was the right path for me to find somebody like her that was interwoven in business because all of my issues or stress were stemming from business. Right.
1: Hey, MWs, isn't this conversation with the Millennial Women of Austin so amazing?
0: I'm loving it. This meetup event was so incredible, and we loved being able to come
1: together and have such powerful conversations. Okay, so our attendees left with an amazing goodie bag filled with essentials to help you live at your most optimal. And now we're so excited to share that you can get your hands on these essentials
0: too. Ladies, Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit your immunity, energy, and longevity. One
1: of our favorites is their Mushroom Coffee with Lion's Mane. Now, before you say mushroom coffee, MW, I know what you're thinking. It seriously tastes just like coffee, but with way more benefits. Try it now by going to foursigmatic.com. Forward slash MW Talk and use the code MW Talk at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. We have completely replaced all of our
0: coffee for 4 Sigmatic. We promise this will become your new go to beverage that will support your productivity, focus, and creativity. It's officially Millennial
1: Women approved. Visit F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com. Forward slash M W T A L K.
0: Okay, now let's get back to the conversation with the Millennial Women of Austin.
1: Anyone else in their life or business kind of struggling with finding? Oh, I see somebody who's nodding.
4: No. Something a little different. So um, I actually just started a new job last week and it was through a CEO, thank you, SEO business coach. Um, so he goes in and he coaches different CEOs in town and kind of like helps them through their their lives and that kind of thing so I was just wanting to ask because my passion is just helping other people so like while I do have my own passions I love to help other people like get to their dream and anything I can do to help them get there is something that like I am hands down like ready to do in that moment so like for the women who don't have, like, the dream that, like, I want to start this new company, what would you like to see from us that we could, like, help you with your dream? Because, like, I know my thing is, like, I love to see other people fulfill their dreams. So, like, what would you like to see from other women to help you fulfill your dreams? And, like, what can other I people add to that? I love
2: that. I think shopping makers' products, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean going to the farmer's market, but, like, finding products or getting behind a brand, whether it is something at the farmer's market or it's something, like, find something that you like, figure out what their story is, what they stand behind, and then find a way to get involved. Follow them and just really be a part of it. Like, I had a phone call with a customer of ours. She's been shopping from Packed Party for six years, and I got on the phone with her the other day, and she sent us a bunch of swag from her company. I've never met this girl in person because she lives all the way out in California now further than me in LA but I just like getting her feedback and somebody or a brand that you love would love that feedback from you so that's in my mind the best way that somebody could support me is like using our products because there's always going to be people knocking off what you're doing and selling it for a different way I mean I would sell our products honestly like if if it came just down to it I will give you anything I met a waitress the other night I usually don't have packed party on me because I'm giving it away to people it's like oh I like your bag it's like here you can have it we're like you're nuts so yeah if you see me there's a really good chance I either have to have something on me and I'm going to give it to you or I just ran out because I've like given it to everybody along the way but supporting people and buying their products and, and following them um, through social media and engaging with them telling them things you like and more importantly things you don't like that they're doing so then they can correct it because you're the reason they're in business. I really appreciate
0: that question just because I think it's very trendy now, right? To be an entrepreneur, start your own business. Okay. And it's really okay if that's not your route, right? Like it takes multiple different types of people to make the world go round, right? And as owner of a business is nothing without the workers. And workers is
2: not nothing. I don't without, even think it's like... It they're, my, they're my family. The people that work at, at Pact Party are truly my family. Like I I wouldn't be at all where I am today without people that see it that way. And, and in the beginning when I started, I was like, how do I understand from somebody else's lens that cares so much, but they didn't, you know, so I, I think I'm like, oh, I care so much more than you. And then I kind of stepped back. I mean, it's, been a minute, you step back and you're like, no, they do really care just as much. And you don't have to start a business to care in the same way and, or to make it more important or be the worker or be the CEO. I've sat and watched panels of people on my team. Like, and I, I put them on panels like, cause I want them to succeed and they don't necessarily, they're like, I never want your job. I don't want to have to deal with that. And I'm like jealous. So true. Um, but it's, it's really amazing to be able to support people on your team in that same way because you're all building something together. So I think it's, it's all symbiotic. I mean, it's all totally. one place. Yeah.
1: What do you think is the core meaning of Pack Party? Because you're talking about family, you're talking about celebration. You're, t- you're literally talking about building a company from your lowest
2: point. What does that mean to you? It definitely does mean family. I mean, my mom, like I said, was packing those packages in the early days. And Neiman Marcus is like, hey, it's, you know, drop dead date. And then we were the number one selling product at Neiman Marcus over Christmas. And I'm like, my mom did that. (laughs) You know, like it was just—it was crazy—and and now we have a team of like nearly twenty people. We're still really, really small, but there's men on our team, and there's people, their families in our warehouse. It's like one, the guy that runs our warehouse now, his sister-in-law is working in the warehouse. Cause he's like, "This is a great place to work. These are these are people that really care, and if you work hard, it's it's going to give back." So yeah, pack party at its core—it's positive, it's fun. Of course, I hate that word, cause it's like, oh, it's fun, but. <laughs> It is fun, and it's family, right. and I think you that comes through with our brand and on our Instagram. We were talking about that earlier, just in a few conversations before this all, this all began. Like showing the people in our office like dancing, and those are real things. I mean, we get some interesting resumes because of our Instagram. It's like I'm really good at scaring people in the <laughs> office. We're like, mm, not gonna work, but you know, it just it's at its core, it's about being confident in who you are and walking around with a disco ball clutch or carrying that confetti wherever you go you like you don't necessarily have to be flashy you don't have to be the loudest person in the room but you have something that's kind of fun and right. different and that experience that at its core i mean our brand is experiential so if you can make a friend using one of my products because somebody else smiles at you or it compliments your bag then i've done my job yeah how
1: important is company culture, right? Because I feel like, I don't know if you guys have heard this term of company culture everywhere, 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 right? So from starting with you, which is a person who owns a business or even some of the people in the audience that work for companies, what should we be looking for when we're either starting a business or how are we creating a company culture? Yeah. And the second part to that question is, as an employee, you know, what should we be looking for to to find what company culture aligns with us? What's important?
2: I think going back, because of course, I mean, I had a job before I started Packed Party. I, the Let's skip over the one in San Francisco, but I worked in an agency in Dallas, and I had a great boss that she was a college athlete, and she was like just really hard on me, like in the, in the best way, very positive, like, you've got it, and I was like, I don't got it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm being dropped in all these cities and fixing signage and everything else, but, but what I saw in her, and really, of course, outside of just wanting my first job, was that like Positive attitude and how she interacted with other people when she was interviewing me I think you can tell a lot by a company by like if there's two people interviewing you or how the receptionist even like Interacts with the person that is interviewing you and is everybody really meek and quiet, or They like good luck You know go get them like just something. Is it casual? How are they dressed? Is that how you typically dress? If it's really, really stiff and the girls are dressed, can you see yourself working somewhere like that for the next five years? Because I couldn't. I love a messy bun. Um, And and you just have to kind of absorb that around you. And then on my side now, owning a business and kind of being in control of what that culture looks like, I think you really have to take a step back and say, how do I make this a place that I would want to work still? And applying that small window of experience, we do party perks at our, at our office, so... Um, and sometimes, you know, they, they all, we always do lunch on Fridays, and you can bring your dog to work, and things like that, but, like, sometimes we have nails, like, you can go get your nails done during the month, and take a meeting while you get your nails done for, on the company. They've got our, like, little pack party file. Don't use it. <laughs> um, but they... We don't even use it sometimes because it gets so busy. So still reminding people that it's okay at a small business that is running fast, even if you are at a, a small growing company, to, like, have some grace and just say, okay, like, I need to take a, a breath because so many times you're like, what's going to happen? And you're like, okay, we're, like, making, you know, pouches and cups. With <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're not curing brain cancer. I,
0: I definitely feel like in the workspace things have chilled right like that's just kind of very millennial we kind of love work-life balance and we're all about that at the same time practical mentality here work still has to get done in order to see success in in some ways especially financial what has been the most difficult part of especially at a company like packed party because i'm sure you guys are all having so much fun but at the same time it's like what I said, You have, work has to get done.
2: Has that been difficult, those times oh of like yes. wearing that <laughs> that hat? It's definitely been difficult. More in the last few years with bigger partnerships and, of course, like larger spaces that I'm responsible for and more people involved. If somebody's not meeting their numbers and you've talked about it, whether they're on the wholesale side or they're just not getting something done or they have a bad attitude, it's like you're kind of spoiling this for everybody. It's not going to work. And I used to take things so personally and kind of like, I, I, you want full transparency, like begging people to stay. I'm like, no, no, no like we'll figure it out. We'll make something where it's like, no, you got to cut the cord. You need to let them go. You move on with your life. They move on with their life. They're going to hate you no matter what. So it just, I mean, that was really hard for me too. Cause I, my dad has like never said a bad word about anybody in his life. And I've got that same trait. I'm like, I just want everybody to like me. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you're running a business, there's a really good chance people are just, they're they're gonna respect you, but they may not like you. But you have to think about the other twenty people that are standing behind you that you have to support. And then this one person is not getting it done. It's like we're really sorry, but we can't wait to see what you do next. Was it hard to get to that place? I'm still working on it. Like it just that's a definitely a work in progress for me. Bringing and putting together the right team that was a family and having trust issues, honestly, because you're like can I count on you to get this done? Can I count on you to get this done? You know, we're, we're delivering Neiman's. We've got this, we've got this partnership. Now we're delivering Dillard's. Oh my gosh, we're in the Dallas Cowboys stadium with our clear bag. Like all of these big things kept happening. And I'm like, I'm going to drive myself crazy if I don't trust people. So there has to be some amount of breath that you just say, like, it's going to get done. And It has. Have there been hiccups? Absolutely. But you attract the right people over time because people talk and the people that you don't want there, they're telling their friends and you don't want their friends either. Right? Right? Right. Like, y'all see you guys at brunch. (laughs) Please don't come work here. Please don't come work here. So there's definitely a balance. But I work really hard, and I the people around me work just as hard, I can say that. And there's a level of respect in our office that everybody who even starts is like, wow, I've never been around so many women and men that just care because we are still really small. But it's like I don't want to work in a place where we're all breathing down each other's necks. Like, if you need to take a vacation day, go take your vacation day. I want to take my vacation day too, you know, or, or whatever it is. But at the same time, like you said we're less than a hundred people deep. It, we can't all take the same vacation days. Sorry guys. We can't all be showing up to work, you know, exhausted, whatever it is we've, you have to still be on. And that's, that's on me too, to keep morale up. But yeah, it's also just hiring and, and finding those right people. And it takes a minute. So if anybody in this room is like on a team where you're still trying to find the right people, or you're the person that's hiring the right people, know they come. And then you're like, that's where this person has been because there are so many times you try to keep somebody on and then the right person comes along you're like, where were you? Where were you? And the stars always just align and they get there. And nobody, of course, is like, when they come and work for a pack party, they're not signing their life away to me. I have to understand that people are going to go on with their lives. I hope they stay. Let's build it together. But... Taking that personal element, I'm sure you guys have have experienced that out of it. At a small business, it's it's hard, but it's definitely something you have to do because you're like, okay, let's put processes and plans in place so it doesn't just go down the drain. If you say one day, you know, get really sick or you're like, hey, I don't really, this isn't for me anymore. What I love,
0: I want to kind of go into the personal aspect of all this, because I know we're talking a lot about business. You said something that I feel is so relatable, especially, it's like you want people to like you ultimately, right? And especially like, I feel like women, we, we, we this is very popular amongst women, we want people to like you, but then you kind of start talking when you are in this leadership role, you get very firm and you've come to terms with that power, right? That you have to be firm, but we all have to come to terms in that. Outside of business, right? Because we are the CEO bosses of our own lives, right? What is kind of your advice on how to get comfortable within yourself to own that power to be like firm
2: in things that you believe in, etc.? I think for me, there was a big transition. Um, I mean, of course, now I'm like 30. So my life has changed, you know, since I was just graduating out of college and starting this business. But I went from this progression of now it's like, so it wasn't even popular to be like, I'm a founder. And now you're like, founder of what? This house? Like founder of this? (laughs) Like everybody's like, I'm a founder, I'm a founder. And I never even, on my first business card, I still have it in my wallet. It says I was the president of Pack Party because I was so afraid and intimidated even. I was like, I'm definitely not the CEO and founder just like sounds weird. Like I found what, you know, like I found this dream. So, and and now, I mean, people, I'll be walking in Austin and people will come up to me and I'll be in a pack party sweatshirt. People are like, what do you do at Pack party? I'm like, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Nobody knows. I mean, it's even, and that's exactly how I want it. It's not just me. Packed party is truly for everybody. That's why the company is not called Jordan Jones. You know, it's, it's packed party. So I've gone through this transition of becoming A CEO now not because I wanted to but going from a founder to a CEO because I had to and I had to for the people that are building with me because it's not fair to them to sit back and say oh I'm just the founder I'm just the idea person and trust me you want to be a lot of days but it's it's not fair you've got to have really hard conversations and if you're not having hard conversations then the business isn't moving forward. So that's been for me the biggest thing because the hard conversations I had last year led me to my biggest successes this year. Mm
1: -hmm. But also to having, I guess, the confidence within yourself to not care what people think, even just about the business or just in personal in general, because... At the end of the day, you said it just now, we are all the CEO and founders of our own lives. And so if we are not running our lives the way you would run a company, you won't have the best life possible, right? Because I feel like a lot of people kind of miss that message, right? So like from a personal perspective of finding your confidence, putting boundaries within yourself, how are you doing that on a personal level?
2: I go for a lot of walks by myself and I do say no a lot to a lot of things. I mean, really in like the last two years, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to go to this and this. And then finally I was like, I'm just exhausted. I'm working during the week and then I'm working during the weekend and it just doesn't make sense. And the minute I stopped pushing myself to do all of those things was I just gave this advice to somebody recently it's like just say no there's no is like my favorite I'm in a no phase no I just and I will be I'll come up on a yes season too but I say that I save my yeses they're really special so then I'm not exhausted and then I'm snapping on people around me that I you know the things that I really like I get re-energized when I'm watching Stranger Things and walking my dog and I'm around Town Lake I mean you may see me marching around that lake because I'm listening to podcasts I'm doing the things that I know reset me and get me in the right mind space and they're like angry podcasts like they're like you are the one like go and it's like so I'm like marching I had a few people I see love me this like earlier girl. Yeah. I love it it's just a bit but you have to because you have to get yourself in the right mind space because these, the negative thoughts, they can destroy you. And whether you are working at a business or startup or you are running the company, it's like, does so-and-so like me? Or what can, I, can I ask for this vacation day? And what can I, even I talk to my friends about this that don't necessarily own businesses, but does so-and-so like me? And it's like, at the end of the day, not everybody is going to like you. Yeah. And if everybody did like you, then it means what did you stand up for? What did you stand up for? What did you do? You're going to upset somebody. Mm -hmm. That's, I was like, we, the the partnership I mentioned, it was like somebody's kid somewhere is trying to do the same thing I'm doing and I'm, I'm there first. Yeah. So you're going to upset somebody doing what you're doing. There's going to be another ac- acupuncturist in town. There's going to be, there's always going to be somebody else, but nobody can be you. And that was that, right. what I had to tell myself. So putting myself in this really strong mental place and then giving myself the alone time that I personally needed, because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to recharge with friends. I didn't. Right. I wanted, even though packed party is a big, fun, packed, confetti filled party, I really love being by myself and, and, you know, in small groups too, but those were those things I had to kind of evaluate and get to know me so I could be better for, of course, the business.
0: I think sometimes we don't value enough that alone time, right? Like, I had a friend recently, she was like, I'm single, I'm single now too. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, like you kind of are like, oh, or or, you know, I don't have a relationship or I'm not going anywhere for the summer, let's just say. Like, I'm just going to be home. And I'm just like, you know, you have to change that perspective because all those people, and not saying that, I, but this is what I told her, okay. Uh, you know, I was, all those people are busy, but like, you have all the time right now to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Like, how valuable is that? And I think sometimes, you know, when we are sitting in our own thoughts, can be a little bit of a scary thing, right? Because sometimes we don't have the greatest of thoughts, and that's just real. But when you have, that time to yourself to navigate through all those thoughts and get to your core, like, all the answers are within us. Like, everything is within us. It's not outward. So, like, having the courage to face yourself and sit with yourself um, is so valuable. And I love that you're sharing that, like, you love being alone. Like, those, those times that you're walking by That's yourself. I mean,
2: I've, I love being out, too. No, but, I know, but, but like, it's her, so valuable. Her, sorry, guys. Yeah. No, I just, you just have to know what you can take personally. And for me, I was like, I'm surrounded by all of these people watching my every move at work. What is she thinking? What is she saying? Are we getting donuts? What are we doing? I'm like, I don't know. Freaking out. Like I was doing this by myself five years ago. I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I can't say that either. You know, but there are of course those times, I'm sure even whether you own the company or you're just in a meeting, you're like, people are looking at you for the answer. And you're like, I just need a second. I just need a second. I want to gather my thoughts so what i'll always say i'm like that's a great question they're like oh gosh here we go that means she's coming back to it so i say that's a great question let me I'll get back, back to you back. i'll be right back to you I'll, yeah. I'll be which right is back fine yes
1: raise your hand if you guys have ever had a successful time being alone oh
2: my god, oh my god. everybody this is amazing <laughs> great we raise can all hand. facetime each other
1: yes
2: <laughs> raise your couches. hand
1: if some of your best ideas have come from being alone Oh, my gosh. But this then I all. usually call you, like, right after. Well, true. Well, yeah. <laughs> now it's about her sister. Isn't it amazing and the power of just you? Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize how powerful you are. Just one person. Unless you're a twin or a sister or whatever, but you know, but, yeah. and that's what community is about too, right? It's about supporting each other. But I would love to kind of share my own personal story about being alone and how my ideas have come to be in hopes that you guys will share yours as well, because I think that we all will benefit from the positive of what that's like, right? Because I feel like saying being Definitely. alone is negative, but it's totally not. Millennium Women was kind of born from a very alone time. And I think uh, Stephanie and I sharing a very tiny one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles for three years. (laughs) And watching Rocky again and again. We were ready for marriage after that. (laughs) You know, sparked this idea of community. Right? Because although we felt very alone and lost because we didn't understand where God was taking us in our journeys, um, because we're both entertainers, this idea came to be and said if we are in search for community, in search of motivation from each other, from women like all of you guys that are the same age as us, we have to create something like this, right? And that came from a very alone time, very lost alone time, right? And for you, it was the same. Because you felt almost lost and alone in your own journey in San Francisco, right? And San Francisco is a big city and you're coming from Texas, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, and the energies are different. And you said, my gosh, I feel so down about this. And then all of a sudden, God gave you a dream, which you had to execute and you did. And then now this is born. So I would love to hear from you guys and your own personal journeys as to maybe not a business idea, but... Maybe you helped out a friend or something, but I would love to kind of get your perspective on this.
3: So I can totally relate to the, um, I love social outings. And I love being here, but I also love to cave up and kind of be with myself. Yeah. And sometimes the thing that I struggle with most is like when I get into those points where I want to be alone and I want to be with myself to remain positive. And like you seem like that is something that you've been so good at is like finding a way to, Remain positive in those times where you get to a low point, and like I've throughout all of your talks have been relating and relating to the like low points, and so for me it's like finding. That Do I place. share
2: that many low points? I'm like, <laughs> God, I need to brighten this up. Not at
3: all. <laughs> it's just you know personally, but yeah, I mean it's just like. Finding those places where you find positivity and like how you keep in that mindset of being someone that's gonna keep pushing forward instead of letting those things kind of sit on you and weigh you down over and over again. And um, mostly I just like kind of wanna know where that comes from and like how
2: you find that strength. Definitely, no, that's a great question. I mean, I wanna be very clear. This is a small room of people. I definitely cry in my car. And eat Chick-fil-A a lot by myself. And you know, still call my mom, like, Ooh, things are bad. And I can't even now, because there's so many things going on. And I'm like, I go, I leave for China in a couple weeks. I'm like, I just can't even talk about it. It's just, I just need you to listen to me on the phone breathe. We're here. We're both on this line. But it's all like jokes aside, I really, for me, like, I had this anger in me for the first several years starting, I was like, I'm going to prove every single person that said this was stupid wrong. And then that anger sort of just like mellowed out because I was exhausted. And I kind of woke up and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I've I've come this far. I'm just going to do it. And I not kidding, one of the more successful entrepreneurs, I know he's since sold his company, but he told me, he's like, you need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror every single day and like who you see. And so when I'm brushing my teeth, I make a point to look at myself, this sounds silly, in the mirror while I'm like brushing my teeth. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do this. And it's every day. And prior to that conversation, I used to keep a journal. And there's a massive pile of them over my sock drawer now. They don't have like ironclads. I mean they're just they're just basic journals, but it allowed me to put my negative thoughts in a place and then close it. Because for me I'm just so visual. Obviously, designing all of our products, um, I needed to separate myself from the negativity. So whether that was just like leaving the room that I was feeling sorry for myself in or if I was having this moment in the car, which everybody does, you have these low moments where you're like, what am I doing? I look so stupid. This is, you have the imposter syndrome. I mean, there's all of those things that you could feel at work. Am I big enough for this meeting or this interview or this whatever? And then you're like, yes, I am. I'm here. Let's do it. What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to fail you know and then that sort of just built over time but the looking at yourself in the eye and knowing that you're like okay I'm a good person I'm out there I'm doing something that's positive I'm going to keep doing my something and have my purpose and then it just builds I don't know exactly how to explain it but I I had to get to a place with people coming and going in my business and growing like any startup because I'm working 20 hours and people are like I'm out and I'm like what Don't leave, you know. And then I'm like, Am I mean? Am I? Am I really mean? So I had so many of these moments where I'm like, This thing is ruining my life. And then I'm like, No, you're not mean. You're creating jobs for people. So then the the other doors can open, and the other people can come. And yeah, there may be a few people that say, I'm, you know, some not nice words. But I know who I am at the core, and who I am as somebody that's authentic and nice. And I was like, I literally wrote down the things that I liked about myself, and I those are the things that I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, you're good. Let's move on. Because I definitely have the self-pity moments. (laughs) But it's just separating yourself from them when you're by yourself. Because you sit there for too long and you're like, whoa, this room just got dark. (laughs) That
1: is so powerful. I love the journal. Th- I'm, gonna st- I'm actually going to start doing that. That's yeah. actually really good. I love the looking in the
0: mirror. Like, yeah. literally facing your power pose. I feel stupid when I do that. I have to it. You no. <laughs> should. Like. I think that's so interesting because it's like, ultimately, we are, we have to be our own cheerleader, ultimately. Like, we can surround ourselves with our pep talks and our friends, but if ultimately we cannot look at ourselves in that mirror and, and be that person... For you, yourself. it's just a check
2: in. Yeah, yeah, you just check in and you're like, okay, I like you. Right. We're good. Yeah. I'm There's here for right you. There. I love that. I love
5: Hi. That. Hi. I have a question. Hey. Yes. I have two questions. Well, first is a comment. Should we break this down? Like line items? No. I'm <laughs> Bullets. What you said about journaling reminded me a lot of Rachel Hollis when she girl wash her face because she was told um, by her therapist if I if I remember correctly, you know carve out the time throughout your day to think. uh, It was about her brother's passing, so to think about her brother's suicide and then like. That she felt like gave her relief because of the fact that she knew she can look forward to these five, ten minutes a day to think about it. So her brain was kind of at ease. So I really like the fact that you said journaling because it's very important to carve out that time and reflect. Um, So that was great.
2: I haven't read the book. I need to read that book. It's so good. Please wait. We'll talk, girl. I have a way you can like rent (laughs) it. Shout out to Rachel. (laughs)
5: <laughs> but the other question is actually going back to when you were approaching businesses and people and talking and speaking as yourself, as a corporation, as opposed to an individual. I want to know because I feel that power and it's very easy for me to support other women before putting myself out there. So
2: cheers to all of you who are doing that. No, it's amazing. I went to a Gap event in 2014 and I was like, and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, then the same – then I hosted the event, like, a few years later. Years later. So it's just – it's amazing, truly, yeah. that you all are here, and it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's needed, you know? Um, but I wanted to
5: know what, what clicked in you? What gave you the courage to say we as opposed to me? Or you know what? What's a better question? What made you feel like you saying instead of you being a you, it's a we? Um, what what do you feel clicked in you to say that? What made you think that that's the way to go?
2: I knew just in my background, I can't be like yes, like I'm a lion. Hear me. Where I knew in my background, we sounded more powerful. Like I mean, of course, I was in media. So and then coming from an agency too, I was like, okay, I need some people behind me on this thing. So BuzzFeed community section, hey. But when I said it, I think I was really sure of myself. And then all of a sudden, people nobody has anything, you know, to talk about at, like, brunch, they're, they want to chat about their outfits, and then the food, and then, like, oh, my friend started this cool business, and so if, when I sounded confident talking about it, that chatter turned into more chatter, turned into more chatter, the same way that you guys, you walk out of here, you say you were at an event, I was at this amazing millennial women event, and then that kind of just, it generates its energy, and it, it keeps flowing, and, and that confidence, I think, there was not something in me that was, like, okay, Say we instead of I, but it was just like I started doing it, and then I noticed people started listening, and then people would say, "Oh, how many people work on your team?" I was like, "Several." So anyway, um, several do, you? no, several. My dog, and um, and then I look, you look up, and there are several people, and then you're like, "Oh, wow, this is a lot. They all need vacation days and everything else," um, and and that's. People come with their own issues, right? And building a team that—that's changed me as a person. I—I have. It's not just about me. The pack party means so many different things to so many different people. So you learn along the way, and um, but having the confidence really, yeah. and and passion. There's a million times that I could have quit if I didn't care about Pack Party. There's so many people that I used to meet with more so. When I when I had more time truly with the business in the mornings, I'd grab coffee with people in San Francisco and I'd, I'd meet with these women. It's like, so amazed by what you've done. Like, I want to do this. I love Pack Party. And this is what I'm thinking of doing. And then I'd figure out like they'd, go further and further into like really what their idea was and it's like you just want a place to hide that's like not your house you just want to decorate this fabulous office and I can't wait to come see it you should be an interior decorator it's not actually whatever you think you're passionate about is what you're passionate about it's something else Mm -hmm. and so many people I mean you just have to kind of really boil down in the first journal that I ever started bought it at paper source paper source is my first major retailer that I worked in it was like one of their like men's line items this thing had no confetti on it it's like I have brought it in like I sat with their CEO she notes a story this is about a year ago I was like Winnie I have the ugliest journal you guys I've ever made and all of my deepest like most you know darkest secrets are in this thing because I wrote down all the things that made me happiest and on that list was photography and I didn't even know how to use a camera by the way I didn't even take high school photography I just was like I've got this camera And architecture and colors and confetti and these brands that inspired me. And um, there's random things on there, but they all, they all, you look at them now. I've showed them to people on our team. It's like, yeah, that's Pack Party. So you can manifest these things when you really boil down what you're passionate about. And when you're passionate about something, you're going to talk confidently about it. Thank
5: you. And my last question was in regards to you saying no. So um, again, like Steph said, being an entrepreneur is trendy. It's like eating organic. Like, you want something <laughs> with kale? For sure. No. It's one of those things. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Know? Right. It's so Chick-fil-A, yeah. it's like when you get down to those, I like to call them really boss moments. Like, you have to boss up. It's a yes or a no. No fluff. And if it's a no, it's a no. It's not a no. Maybe yes. We don't, we yeah. don't do that. So I'm wondering, like, when was that moment for you that you realized, like, damn, this is a hardcore no. And this is... A no for the brand, for my, pers- my persona, my, it's a no. And how did you
2: handle being pushed if you were pushed on that no? Gosh. And now I, I mean, I'm pushed more and more, like, and you figure out like what your time is. I mean, there's like an algorithm behind everything, right? What your Instagram is worth and everything That's else. Right. Like, but really early on in the business, I was operating out of our first office. It was really small, and I had a large, uh, global brand come to me and say hey we want to put our chips inside your boxes and it's going to be you know maybe this is ballpark pricing what we're going to do and it's like well that's really great and that would change my life and wow like I've never even made like six figures I don't even like I don't know anybody that makes six, six figures but I knew it was wrong for the brand and so I just I thought about it I like kind of went home like prayed about it was by myself for a minute did a lap And I came back and I said no. And I was like, I may regret this later, but it's a no. And I've made so many more. That one no kind of balled from there. Like, I think that the no is powerful. And then also telling people no, it's like I've had so many people I've met and they're amazing people, but it's just like, it's not going to work for me to get together on a Saturday because I need to be by myself to operate. I just talked to Alana, who I mentioned my life coach about this last night. She's like, my husband and I, we sat down and we talked about the things before we got married that were non-negotiables for us, for him. It was like, I need to, to feel okay I need to go to church, and I need to volunteer. And for her, she's like, I need to be with my girlfriends once a week. I need a girls' night, and I love a blowout. And, like, you just figure out, like, what you're like, I need to do this to feel normal. So if that, and that it seems like the most basic advice, but I was sitting there at North last night. If you saw me at the bar, I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. This is we we closed the place down because your no is like you you've got to say no to the right things so you can say yes I'm sorry no to the wrong things so you can say yes to the right things for you and recharge and then be your best self even if it's this. a blowout
1: even if it's a blowout that's amazing yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing Jordan you've given us so much insightful knowledge and tools and tips and tricks and sadly we do have to wrap it up already <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you can give the Millennial women of Austin today.
2: I think just keep going after whatever it is that you're passionate about. When one door closes, another opens, as cheesy as that sounds, that's truly been my path. I've had so many people tell me no um, throughout the journey, and you let the no's fuel you, and you just, you know... You wait for the next one because there's always a door that's got your name on it, a person that's got your name on it, and a relationship, in a, a partnership, for your business. I mean, whatever it is, there's something, whatever's meant for you will find you. I know that, I mean, again, I'm like throwing out Pinterest quotes, but <laughs> it's true. And the more you believe that, the more you've marched to it and make the eye contact with yourself in the mirror because I'm telling myself that and its I think it's working. I'm having a pretty good year. Um, so it's, yeah, know that what's meant for you will find you and when one door closes, another opens, always. Jordan, thank you
0: so much thank you for being here. And the Millennial Women of Austin, thank, thank you y'all. so much. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you for tuning into today's episode If you want to learn more about Packed Party, please visit PackedParty.com and follow them at Packed
1: Party on Instagram. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Ladies, this helps us continue to bring to you powerful conversations just like this to you
0: every single week. Are you looking for free and discounted resources? Well, guess what? We have them for you. Sign up right now to our free newsletter at WeAreMillennialWoman.com because subscribers only get freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. And as always, we encourage you to continue on with the conversation. keeping the strong, amazing woman that you are and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love, Melissa and Stephanie Karkache.